What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy Thursday at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. I was flipping through the channels the other day, but there was nothing good on. I had nothing to play. So I went to my computer and realized that there was so much content before my eyes. But there's nothing but Netflix in my heart and on my screen. There's always something that did I still haven't seen. But maybe one day we can try to watch the Chappelle, look out. We have a ghost and we have the number one movie on Netflix to talk about today with the number one guy to host the podcast with is Chappelle. <laughs> Rob, how does Netflix keep getting away with this? How do they keep <laughs> what are they doing? How do this, this number one movie on Netflix? Number one. Thing, there has to be an ethical dilemma with some of these like uh rankings that they have because I refuse to believe yep. that and we have a ghost, it's very new. It is it's brand spanking new, but I mean it is the number one movie on Netflix over something called The Strays, the Oscar nominated The Woman King. <laughs> and, you think people um, are like, oh, what were the Oscar nominated movies here? Let me watch that. Let me watch the movie that is uh, held in high regard with no. one of the greatest actors of all time. No, no. let's go watch Captain America, Hunter Ghost. And yeah. so uh, here we are. Uh, well, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy on Netflix because they have stuff that's new and then they shove it down your throat and then people watch it because it's like, OK, well, this is featured. This is new. OK, Netflix tell me to watch it. And then they come away with like, guess what's number one? This little <laughs> uh, this little underdog did it. We have yeah. a ghost. Number one. Look at us. It even dethroned your place or mine, which I'm mm-hmm. still shocked is still holding strong in the top 10 movies in U.S. today. We actually got some feedback about uh, your place in mind. Do you want to hear it? Yes, would love to. Um, I'll, I'll paraphrase because I don't have the exact message here, but it's something about uh, you and I need prison time for talking about your place and mine. Prison time? Who, I, 
Yeah, without somebody who actually likes rom coms. Oh, um, yeah, um, the rom com stands are out down to the get suspects. Us. Yeah, yeah, you could you can just imagine who 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 said that. But um, yeah, it says um, you and Rob not having a guest on for your place in mind is a hate crime. So, mm. uh, Kirsten, we will try to get you into the mix next time. Something uh, as um, niche as your place in mind is uh, dropped on Netflix again. We'll, I'm sorry, your I place in mind too. Book it. Yeah. Kirsten McKinnis. Kirsten and Sasha both. The rom yeah. com haze. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we are here to talk about We Have a Ghost, a brand new movie that just dropped. And so uh, we will get into all of that full spoilers for We Have a Ghost. Chappelle, last time out, we talked about Full Swing with Grace Leader and that we had a fun time with Grace, but Grace, she went, she finished the series. Yeah. Uh, and ha- what did she think about it? You got to listen to Grace over on Off Speed Sports Podcast, where she uh, finished out full swing. So if you liked what we talked about last week, you can go ahead and hear Grace continue the coverage as uh, she finishes out full swing over on the Rehap Ups feed. I'll take it. I'm going to go listen because then I don't have to go watch the rest of it. I, I love that for everybody. Happened. It's like, hey, yeah. you know, we're the warm up act. OK, uh, you want the rest of it? Here you go. Mm-hmm. Grace going to do the, the necessary work. You know, I was just going to watch it, not really know what was going on, not know a lot of the players. Uh, but like I said, Grace, Grace is a professional, so she's got it. She's got it okay. handled. All right. So we have a ghost, a brand new movie it was built as a family comedy, but it's PG 13. And so it deals with a house that is haunted by a uh, ghost named Ernest. And we will talk about that. But Chappelle, let me just get up front. Okay. Do you care about ghosts? No. Completely indifferent. Mm-hmm. I'm. Uh, I feel like even in, in like in you know like in the real world or even like ghost paranormal things on television. I always feel like as long as the ghost ain't really bothering me, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. You know, like once once we've established that the ghost has no ill feelings toward Chappelle, and I've done nothing to anybody, so I feel like I, I'm pretty I'm in pretty good shape when it comes to that. I'm good. Um, there's a moment not to get too far ahead of ourselves in this movie where they discovered the ghost and uh, very quickly realizes this ghost is uh is not that scary. And mm-hmm. I probably would have been like, all right, cool. Well, I'm about to go to sleep. So yeah. <laughs> that's about it. I have a lot of questions about ghost culture and who cares about ghosts. And, you know, the movie explores uh, some of these things. And I'm wondering that young people don't seem that scared about ghosts in this film. And there's a lot of discussion about how young people in particular react to ghosts and ghosts like uh, in the social media age. Are are do kids are they not afraid of ghosts anymore? I don't think so. I think uh they're more like uh curious. I think that the internet has made the world a lot smaller and there are things that we used to wonder about back in our day, uh Rob, that you like you really didn't have concrete answers for because you couldn't just Google them on your phone. You had to do a lot of really in-depth research or do some traveling to find this stuff out. And now things are just at your fingertips, you know, literally with you know, clicking onto your phone. And so there's things you could learn about without even having to go through all the channels that you and I would have to go through. So these kids, they have a lot more um, access to kind of demystifying what paranormal activity is and to learning about them as opposed to being afraid of them just because it's, you know, you're afraid of the unknown. I mean, there are even college courses and degrees now that are um, like geared toward paranormal activity, uh, ghosts, witches, demons. You know, you could actually be like, a scholar in this type of subject now. Wow. So it's, it's a very big deal. I just wonder for 
young people and you know the movie talks about teenagers and people uh gen z like is the actual world just so scary that ghosts like come on who cares yeah i'd probably say that too you know um the outside world is terrifying. There's a mm-hmm. lot of things you can be afraid of, including ghosts. You know, we don't know what is all not, not to know. We don't know what we don't know yet. Uh, and so, yeah, the unknown is terrifying. And I think ghosts are kind of a known quantity at this point. Like, you got the gist of it. You know what they do. You know they're dead. Uh, you know that they might be sticking around to finish some unfinished business. But for the most part, it's pretty straightforward. You you might find you a violent ghost that does some weird stuff every now and then, but. I mean, Casper kind of was like the first to kind of, you know, kind of let everybody start down with that. Yeah. Yeah. He came out and told everybody, it's cool. We're not all bad. And everybody's like, oh, okay. And so we've been easing in ever since then. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to Casper, wherever he is. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure he's doing okay. Yeah. Because I guess <laughs> the ghosts mostly don't kill you. And so they're just kind of annoying, right? Yeah, they're not, they're I don't want to offend any ghosts. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, don't get me wrong. If there are some ghosts out here doing some nefarious things, we, of course, disavow them completely here on Nothing But Netflix. But, mm-hmm. you know, for the friendly ghosts or just the, you know, benign ghosts, you know, who's just, just hanging out, just not minding their own business. Yeah, go do your thing. Just leave me alone. That's all I care about. You know, if you want to, you know, drop chains in the attic every now and then, wait till I'm asleep in mm-hmm. deep sleep. Not the kind of sleep where I could wake up, but it's like, make sure it doesn't interfere with what I'm, what I'm doing. As long as I don't, you know, Step on your coattails. Don't 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 do anything to me. That's all I'm saying. I'd love to get your review of this movie. Did you like We Have a Ghost? Absolutely not. It wasn't, but it wasn't a dis, it wasn't a dislike. It was more like a complete like disregard. I could have seen it, could have not seen it. You it were like been, the kids in the movie of like uh woo, like whatever. I don't care. Go, yeah, go stop away. It. Stop it. I, and don't get me wrong, I was ready to be invested in a horror movie and even a ghost movie. So I was sitting there on the yeah. edge of my seat. But within five minutes of spotting the ghost, I mean, really within 30 seconds of seeing the ghost, they tell you, this ghost is not scary. You don't have to worry about this ghost. I was like, oh, okay. And so from that moment on, I just kind of felt like, well, why am I here? And it seems like this movie is less of a family horror comedy as they, uh, you know, slated it to be on Netflix and more of just a, like a feel good story about helping out a ghost. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, pretty probably closer to Casper than any other ghost uh, lore that I've seen. Yeah. I don't know what this movie is really trying to do. I I do think they hit on some interesting things that they really end up uh, like exploring the idea of the family trying to profit from having a ghost in the house on social media. And I do think that there are some interesting things that I've never seen uh, talked about in a movie before. And so I did like that, but the movie goes on and on. Uh, this is a, a rare like Netflix original movie uh, that is, uh, you know, over the two hour runtime. I think we had like two, two hours and 15 minutes for We Have a Ghost. Yeah, and you know how I feel about movies that are kind of lengthy. I'm not a big fan. This movie was longer than, not to spoil any recent Marvel movies, but a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, and I've been on record to say that those movies are too long. And uh, a lot of times I'm falling asleep in those movies. So this was no different. It took yeah. me uh, twice to finish this movie without falling asleep. Wow. But I just think there's a lot of time where it's really setting up maybe like a tone for us to really get invested in the story of this ghost. And then there's a, like a 15 minute high speed chase as well. So there's a lot of things that I yeah. would cut down made it okay. Oh my God. I mean, yeah, we combined a, a few Netflix movies here. Well, the one that I, I like that we watched around Halloween was the curse of bridge hollow. Uh, that has like a little bit of that here. And so, 
Uh, that was good. But what was the movie with Queen Latifah and Ludacris uh, where they were being chased? End of the road, right? Of the was that, road. <laughs> was that it? some of that in there. And then they I feel like they were going for like a lot of like the like the last like part of the movie was like really trying to get like really like schmaltzy, like trying to do Slumberland. And I'm like, what are you doing? What are, what is this? Yeah, Slumberland's been done, like, y'all. You don't have to. You can't, I'm, you can't I'm getting supposed well. to be like sentimental about Ernest the Ghost. Yeah, and yeah, Ernest or Randy, depending on who you ask. <laughs> you know, uh, I have trust issues because of this movie. I feel like there was an opportunity for this to be a family movie, and I don't think it hit the mark there. They also call it a family horror comedy. And I don't think this was funny, but I do think this was a, a movie and it was a movie. I, I didn't hate it. I just was not enthused by it in any shape, form or fashion. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk it through about what goes on here in We Have a Ghost. Oh, yeah. And the other one, what was what was the one that I watched where um, the, the family bought the house and then uh, that there was the ghost. They were getting the letters. The Watcher. The Watcher, yeah. So throw yeah. some of that in. So this is kind yeah. of like a combination of a bunch of different things that they threw in the Netflix blender and spit out. We have a ghost because it opens up. It does share some DNA with that in that Jennifer Coolidge is in both of those movies. But right. we end up with uh, a family is just like looking for some real estate. And they end up buying like this uh, abandoned, dilapidated obviously haunted mansion. Mm -hmm. It might as well have a sign on it that says I'm haunted. You know, the first thing we see is like this other family running a terrified for a minute. And then we see the new family moving in. So yeah, big, the watcher vibes. But if you have to say that a house looks haunted, it's probably haunted. You know, like mm -hmm. there's, oh, there's only so many cobwebs you're going to have before a ghost just materializes. Yeah. And there is cob cobwebs around this house. It looks like it hasn't been touched in decades. They call it a fixer upper, but it's even marked low for that. So I just, all signs are pointing to shenanigans here, um, paranormal activity. At, at the very least, you know, someone died or may have died near or around the house. And so, uh, you know, I just think that it was a bad decision from jump, but people make work decisions in movies. So I'm so sure. I watched the first episode of the CBS sitcom ghosts this weekend. Why? It came highly recommended to me. <laughs> Somebody told me like, Oh, you know what? Ghosts is actually a good show. And I watched the first episode of ghosts. Uh, so I have been seeing the previews for Ghost for uh, what, almost two years now, yes. and I I actually think the commercials look very inviting, and it looks like a show that I would enjoy if I sat down to watch it. Uh, but you have now seen it. I have not. Tell me, what was your review first glance at Ghost on CBS? I mean, I thought it's cute. I thought it's the kind of show I could watch with the kids, and you know, uh, have a few laughs like a sitcom. Just so, like we don't have to pay too close attention to it. In Ghosts, uh, the couple in Ghosts, not to spoil anything, but they inherit the uh, haunted house. And it's like, mm. okay, well, like, look at this. Like, we could, like, we could live here. We own this house. But for this family who is seemingly like on the ropes uh, to come in and buy this house, questionable move. Yeah, it already, it looks like the family is, they're, they're not. Uh, all on the same page. I will say that there's the dad who this is his, this is his yeah. baby. Obviously he's the reason why they're here. 
Anthony Mackie's character is like uh, he likes to hop from like idea to idea, looking to, for his opportunities to kind of d- determine where his like I guess his direction is in life. And he's been dragging his family uh, from location to location doing that. And now he's chosen this. This does seem like this could be the straw that breaks the camel's back because it's a haunted house, very obviously. And uh, it doesn't look like a lot of his family members have bought into the idea of staying here. He has a son who doesn't seem interested in either way. It's like he just kind of will go and do whatever. Um, his wife does does not seem to enjoy the idea of living in a haunted house once she realizes that it's haunted. And then mm-hmm. he has another son named Kevin yeah. who is at the stage in his life that most teenagers hit where they just completely hate their parents. And so there's nothing that he can do to make him happy. So yeah, this just seems like a tactical error from Anthony Mackie's character uh, just from the beginning. Yeah, and it also seems like we find out later on in the movie that Anthony Mackie, uh, I mean, I don't know if con man is uh, the right words to describe him. I mean, he talks about how he was running a pyramid scheme, but he's definitely somebody who, do we find, does he have a job? Does he, do we know what his job is? No, it seems like he just, he's popping around from the, I won't say get rich quick scheme, but definitely like he's looking for a sure thing. He's looking for something that can change his family's life for him to get rich. And for a lot of people that does start to look like those pyramid schemes, Rob, mm-hmm. they just, I, it's something about them. I, let's just plop down and talk about those for a second. Yeah. And I don't judge people for getting uh, involved in those. I get it. I understand that these people throw a lot of shiny words at you and say that you're going to make a lot of money and all this other stuff. And they show you the data. They show you the little form that makes it look like, oh, you could, you too could move up the ranks. But then when you flip that that chart to the side, it looks like a triangle. And then that should just be like telling you everything you should know about mm. it being a pyramid scheme. Uh, but Anthony Mackie's character, like many of those people, just, okay, this, found, this sounds like relatively easy money. I can make a I can make a living or even get rich off of this. Let's do it. And so that leads them to, I guess, hopping around from business to business and eventually becoming trying to become influencers, which we've seen in recent years is a very uh, I won't say lucrative way, yeah. but a very quick way of getting it's notoriety. A little scammy too. Yeah. Yeah. A little scammy <laughs> and it takes a lot and a lot of effort that people aren't willing to put into it. So yeah. that's where the scamming comes in. Yeah. So they have uh two kids, uh an older son who is Fulton and then the younger son mm-hmm. who's really the protagonist of the movie Kevin and so uh, they they pull up the kids aren't like uh, like uh, what are we doing here we're really we're, we're buying this house uh, just like okay they, they see it and then they move in and boom we're, we're in we're in this like really creepy house yeah the kids don't even put up a real big fight about it because I'm sure this is like the 15th or 16th time they've had to pivot their lives just based off of Anthony mm-hmm. Mackey's whims. Uh, and so they seem like this is just more of the same. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, the movie doesn't take long to get here where Kevin, who plays acoustic guitar, um, mm-hmm. not a major plot point. Uh, doesn't it? I mean, it's a, like a minor detail that you can't overlook, right? Because... It starts off like, oh, this is just this weird quirk about him. But then eventually it's like, oh, but you need the music to soothe the savage beast or at least to get, you know, at Ernest first, to come in and play. Yeah. For like a day. Yeah, yeah like day. the first time. Eventually he just like warms up to him. But the guitar is what really like, you know, yeah, dr- uh, dr- like pulls him in. But I feel like so usually like when you set something like that up, it's going to be like a pivotal plot point in the movie and not so much. Now, I mean, it's just like a little thing that you have yeah. to know. It was like the movie does the movie work without the guitarist? Maybe. 
Uh, but uh, they they try to make it a bigger thing in the beginning. I thought that this man was going to be a a a big deal when it comes to playing yeah. the guitar, and it was just like, no, it's just a little thing you need to know about him. Yep. And so he goes up in the attic, and the ghost comes out and is like, Aah! and the kid is just like laughing, like hilarious, like, oh man, that's awesome, and, and he's filming yeah. him with the phone. Immediately filming him. I, I don't know. Like I, I know I talk a big game a second ago about that. Yeah, I don't. Really, as long as the ghost ain't bothering me, but I think I would at least react. You know, I don't know if I could just like stand there with my camera, thinking like, oh, this is pretty cool. Maybe get like a he second of footage. His face. Yeah, maybe get like a second of footage and then still run away. You kind of have to run for effect. You know, you know what this is. You're in a haunted house. A ghost pops up. Humor the ghost. You have to run. Mm-hmm. It's so insulting to the ghost. Like you're Isn't not scary. It? Uh, look at you with your bowling shirt on, Ernest. Now, being afraid of someone named Ernest is a choice. Yes. Uh, so maybe that's what it was. Like between the bowling shirt and the name, he was like, I don't feel threatened at all. Yeah. And so they sits down and he has like a whole conversation with Ernest, who is the ghost that haunts the house. And uh, basically, we, like Ernest, like can do like the rules of Ernest are a little fast and loose, right? Yeah, he can touch stuff in the physical world. They can't touch him, but he can touch them. Yes. But he's also not a danger to them, even though he could actually hurt them. But I'm not quite sure if he can hurt them because there are moments where they should have been hurt, but they weren't hurt. He's throwing stuff. He he can't talk. His, like For some reason, his mouth is just like, it just doesn't work anymore now that he's a ghost. So that's why he does all the wailing. Right. And he has no memory. He does not remember how he died, and we don't know why. And he also can ride in a car and hang on to a windshield. And- whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't get ahead of yourself. Like, see, at first we're led to believe that he does. He cannot leave the house. He maybe he maybe he died here. Maybe it's Maybelline. Who, who knows? But it, it turns out he's just afraid to go outside. Like, yeah. uh, like many people, he's just afraid of the outside world because as far as he was concerned, he was a ghost in this house. And outside is scary. So why would I go out there? But I don't think a ghost should be able to ride in a car. Like at all? I don't think so. Because, I mean, they can walk through a wall. Yeah, but they can sit on stuff. He sat on a, like a, a little uh, box, or you know, like he can physically touch the physical world. It just can't touch him. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he he can sit on the back seat, but it, uh, can the car hit him and kill him? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they've got this video of the ghost and uh, the like. It's being shared around the house, and he shares it with um with with Anthony uh, Mackey, uh dad. AKA mm-hmm. Frank. Uh, and dad puts it on YouTube. Rob, I just realized, Frank, that isn't that your alternate name as well? <laughs> I have been called Frank. Yeah. <laughs> you are you are Frank. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, I knew there were some more parallels in this movie. Dad is weird. Dad initially, he doesn't seem like him and Kevin have any shared interest. Kevin finds this ghost. Fulton finds out about the ghost. Dad finds out that Fulton found out they're all looking at the ghost video. And dad's initial reaction is, okay, we cannot tell mom because she's going to freak out. But dad and Fulton never freak out either. I mean, you know, dad's like, uh, send me the video. Why? Uh, For reasons. I just need it. Yeah. And he doesn't explain why, but very quickly we find out he wants to go viral. So he posts the video online on YouTube for the world to see. And this is weird. I feel like that they're talking about the video at one point, like it's talked about as a viral video of Ernest the mm-hmm. ghost, but other times it's talked about like, Hey, my video has a thousand views. Is that good? And so, which is it? Is it viral or did it have a thousand views? 
Yeah, a thousand views is not viral. That does not count. Uh, I think they're just more videos. They start to get more traction. Initially, when they post a video, they're getting those comments like, boo, this must be a hologram, uh, CGI, Photoshop, Photoshop, uh, TikTok, all this other stuff. And they post, they end up posting another video later on when mom finds out. And then that one starts to pick up steam. And then, in bit, you know, in little places here and there, it starts to get more of a following until eventually it seems like it's a viral sensation. Yeah. And so um, nobody in the house itself, like uh, like of the dad and the brothers, um, you know, nobody's too concerned about the ghost. It's like, OK, just be cool about this. We have a ghost. Don't tell mom. But right. like uh, this is this is our thing. The don't tell mom part is weird to me because it's like we want to keep this under wraps so mom doesn't freak out. But also we want it to go viral and become Internet sensations off of it. And you'd have to think those things overlap at some point, right? Mom is going to find out because you're posting it online everywhere. So she's going to find out and she's going to derail whatever scam you have going on the moment she realizes she lives with a potentially violent ghost. So I don't know. It's it's a bad plan from jump, but it's all they have. Yeah. And I can understand the impulse. Don't tell mom. I mean, I think that's yeah, just a, on a, as a rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my kids are like snitches that they always go back like that. And, and sometimes I'll be like, Hey, like whatever you do, like, like let's just like this is between us. And then like the second my wife walks in the room, like mom, bah, 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 bah. like what, what is wrong with you? Why are you like <laughs> this? Yeah. It's, it's, the kids don't have anything better than to do. They don't have bills. That's why you really have to start like at a very young age. You have to give your children tasks to keep them from talking to their mama all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think at this point, um, get them a job, part-time job, you it's, know, child labor law says you probably I'll shouldn't, like, hey, but whatever. I, I, I will give you this. My only condition here is don't tell mom. And then, yeah. and then like the game theory of it just doesn't even make sense to me of that. Then <laughs> they just go right. Like, um, Mom, dad gave us this and said not to tell you. Why would you do that? Now I'm never going to give you anything. It's like, but aren't you? Aren't you, though? I see. That's the thing. They've already worked out that you're, you're soft. You say, no. I'm not going to give you anything. No, because I hold this a grudge. I hold a grudge, Chappelle. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think you fold. Didn't you just take these kids to Disney? These aren't the kids. <laughs> these kids been snitching on you for years. And you're like, let's go to Disney. Like, see, you're just soft. Tissue paper. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So we have a day where mom is doing yoga and uh, the guys go up in the attic. And so uh, we're going to get the camera out. We break out the guitar. Ernest the ghost. Is, what is it? He loves uh, classic rock. Well, yeah, um, I guess there's a, a little explanation about that later on. But yeah, it's this thing. If you plan some some sweet guitar riffs, Ernest is going to peek his head out. And that's exactly what he does. That's what they use to summon him from now well, in these these two scenes, and after that, he just kind of comes in whenever they want him to. Yeah, and so uh, we like have some commotion going on. Eventually, uh, mom is gonna come upstairs. Like, uh, like, go uh, what what what's going on? Um, does she find out about the ghost? Is this the point where then she like finds out about being on social media and so it comes up to start yelling? 
Yeah, she comes upstairs and she's already kind of confused, but she basically walks up on the ghost and mm-hmm. it turns around and attacks her. Well, not really attacks, but just kind of flies through her. And that's enough for her to completely freak out. She's done. She's screaming. She wants to move. All the things that they knew she would do, yeah. she's doing. Yeah. And Anthony Mackie is giving the like, uh, just let me have this woman vibe, right? Uh, like, hey, come on. This is my thing. What else do I have? You know, uh, they've gone for like a thousand views to 26,000 views in five minutes. Uh, 26K in five minutes is a big deal. I know, Rob, you do numbers on your social media, but well, the, for the, for the, the brother average person, asks, for the older brother asks, uh, like, uh, well, he says 30,000 views. Uh, that's going to get me laid. I, I don't know. I don't know. I've never had 30,000 views on anything, Rob. Now, you've had 30,000 views on plenty of things. No, I'm sure. Uh, no, okay. I have not found any correlation. <laughs> I will I won't I won't pry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just leave it at, leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we see that okay, the ghost is there, the mom sees the ghost. Uh they they got a new video and they're going to post it to social media. And this was my favorite part of the movie coming up. Mm-hmm. Social media reacts to Ernest the Ghost. It's kind of accurate, right? This is very, very accurate. Social media is people going to try to go viral off of whatever somebody else is going viral to. And I think um, I've been picking on TikTok a little bit in this conversation, but, you know, a large part of TikTok is remixing things that people have already done. Just you find some audio that works on someone else's video and then you put it on your video and you lip sync it or you just, you know, maybe do like another video, but you just use that same exact um, like audio or that same scenario and you just get famous off of it. And they have challenges and different versions of that on Instagram and reels and all kinds of stuff. And so this was on par for what I would expect to happen. They were doing the Ernest challenge at some point. Yeah. Everybody is talking about Ernest the ghost uh, that some people were talking about how Ernest the ghost is fine. People were doing the Ernest challenge where Ernest like ran through a wall and then people were trying to like do like jackass stunts and that they were running into the wall. Uh, there yeah. were then people who were uh, recreating the mom's scream and, and trying to meme that. That was like a popular meme. But then there, there were some people um, who were com- talking about how, hey, we need to this is the time we need to stand up for ghosts rights. Ghosts have rights, too. But do they? Like, I feel like we have to discriminate against something or someone. It needs to be ghost. the ghost. Yeah, I think this is this is the time. You know, mm-hmm. like um, I think all of us as people can come together and say, well, at least we're all alive. And so um, if somebody doesn't have rights, it has to be the ghost. I'm sorry. I won't. I, I will be on the problematic side of this argument and say, wow. like, no, I don't really have to think about ghost rights too much. Yeah. So yeah. Th- I think it's a good question to explore. I don't think so. There's one. There's a woman in these viral videos who was saying that she thinks Ernest or Ernie, as she was calling him, basically came into her dream and impregnated her. She's like, that's why. See, we need uh, to just leave stuff to the physical world. You know, I need to be able to. If it's not tangible, we don't need to talk about it mm-hmm. because I don't want people saying that they were, you know, that there was any misconduct done by these ghosts that we yeah. can't, you know, control. We can't monitor. And and trying to save Ernest from capitalism isn't a thing, you know. Like it's it's a ghost, man. I think he's he's up for grabs. Yeah. So everybody's talking about Ernest, and so uh, that Ernest is now like getting this family famous. Doctor Phil is talking about Ernest. See, that's when you pull the plug. 
That's when you pull the plug. The moment Dr. Phil pops up in your life, you have to say, okay, this is a, an Things issue. have gone sideways. Yeah. I, Dr. Phil wasn't even the most notice, not, uh, like notable uh, influence or media personality. Rob, I saw one of your faves, Bob the Drag Queen, weighing in. Oh. Uh, yeah. I was like, oh, look at that. That's Bob. Um, but yeah, once once Dr. Phil knows, you kind of have to be like, all right, something's something's afoot here. Because Dr. I don't think anything's ever good has ever been tied to Dr. Phil. <laughs> no, I don't think so. So... I think he had eaten in a Sharknado once. I think that that might have been the uh, that might have been the, that, yeah. uh, the high point. Yeah, I'll I'll check it out. Which Sharknado was that? Sharknado uh, one, two, three, three D. We might have to do a full rewatch. Put it do on, it on three X. Yeah. Okay. So we get introduced to uh, Tignataro's character, somebody who we talked about. Your place or mine? Tignataro uh, was in that movie as well. Tignataro plays uh, Doctor Leslie Monroe. Uh, and was part of like some CIA operation called Operation Wizard Clip. Yes, Tig Dutaro pops up on my screen and I go, I know her. And I'm thinking Lindsay Wilson, Dame Lindsay Wilson is somewhere like fist pumping because that's her girl. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, Tig here is a part of this, uh, I guess, a now uh, debunked or defunct uh, operation called uh, was it Wizard Place? <laughs> Wiz <laughs> yes, Wizardly Place. Yeah, uh, yeah, Wizard Clip. Yeah, Wizard Clip. And apparently, this was a operation that was used to track and like do like paranormal activity experiments and stuff. And eventually, there was not there was no money being made there. They kept, they like I guess the um, outcomes were inconclusive, and so they shut it down. Yeah, and now. Um, we have where our Tignataro is like writing books and stuff like that. Um, we also learn of a character on television called uh, the West End Medium. The West End Medium is played by Jennifer Coolidge. And Jennifer Coolidge, she's on the White Lotus. She's out there. She's going to get her bag because uh, she's coming in for, I think we. it's like they had Jennifer Coolidge for two hours. Yeah, she, movie. she only got a few seconds in. She's between film and she has to she fly off to Italy. She's the thumbnail for me on Netflix for this. <laughs> it's like, huh, you you like the White Lotus? You're going to love this one. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge's character is Jennifer Coolidge as she, yeah, she, what she does best, you know. Um, this is a play on the Long Island medium, no? Yeah, Long Island medium. Is Long Island medium still out there? I don't know, Rob. I was going to say, honestly, I was going to ask if you were the expert it's on this. Our uh, medium. Being that yeah, it, it is. Uh, did you have a lot of experience, uh, experience watching one of the 14 seasons of Long Island Medium? No, I did not watch it. I know a, a lot of uh, people in my family did. I want to say, mm -hmm. did, she get, did she have a scandal for something? I think that there was uh, some issue, but I think she's still touring. I mean, I, I think the typical scandal that you would have from a, a medium would be that people are demanding that you prove your abilities. Yeah. I need to see that you can do the things that you say you're doing. And I think a lot of a lot of this is uh, up for debate, mm -hmm. whether or not it is uh, true, whether or not it's believable. I tend to say that if you say you can do these things, cool. Like, again, if they don't if they don't affect me, I'm chilling. Don't please don't take advantage of other people and scam people if you can avoid it. Uh, but, you know, if this is your bag. You know, do you think? Yeah. Bother yeah. Me I'm reading some reviews of the Long Island Medium show on uh, <laughs> Google. We don't need to get into that. No, anyway, no, no, uh, no. Anyway, Go on. Uh, people didn't like uh, her show. Is this disparaging to disparaging. Long Island? No, it's disparaging to, <laughs> to mediums, I think. To mediums all over the place. Yeah. Okay. So 
Jennifer Coolidge comes in for, you know, it's so so silly though, this movie, because it's like, okay, you have Ernest, you have the ghost, you're blowing up on TikTok. There's no hotter fame than being on, like, this movie tries to say that, okay, being on, like, the Long Island medium would be, you'd be more famous than being, like, viral on TikTok. I think the Long Island medium adds some legitimacy to this in a weird way because prior to this, people have not seen the ghost in person. So people are assuming that there's a ghost TikTok, you know, or or filter or trend. Yeah, in which ghost talk is a thing. Don't play. But uh, look, I'll send you the links. It's out there. Like mermaid talk and ghost talk go hand in hand. Uh, But I think what it is is that no one's seen Ernest in person. So they have to believe that this TikTok trend is just that. It is a uh, like maybe some type of video that someone created, something, some deep fake technology or something. The Long Island medium coming and sitting down and actually speaking to the ghost and saying, like, oh no, this is legitimate because look at this medium. Yeah. See, that's her profession. She's famous. Let's do it. That's the moment that they're looking for. They're looking for somebody to believe that this is a real thing. But this is where the movie takes kind of a weird turn. So, like Kevin, the kid ends up saying to the ghost, like, oh, you got to be scary. Like, you're you're just being, like, silly. Like, you got to do something scary. And then, so the West End medium is there, and it's like a horror movie. Uh, and then everybody, like, runs away, and Jennifer Coolidge is like, I didn't know it was going to be like this. Uh, she, like, dives out a window. It's like, okay, well, this we've seen this type of move from her before. And yeah. it's like, Anthony Mackie is pissed. He's like, what? This is scary now. Come on. <laughs> That's not what we yeah. wanted, a scary ghost. He wanted something that he could keep under his thumb and make money off of. The problem is, you know, scary ghosts sound entertaining until that people are actually afraid of it. And then uh, we know how people react to stuff that they fear. Mm-hmm. They kind of uh, get violent toward it. And so uh, Jennifer Coolidge's character is no different because when she's there, she's under the premise that might be some hologram technology going on, a little Tupac, uh, you know, happening here and there. But yeah. she finds oh, out is that why she called him Tupac. I, yeah, I thought- she said the Tupac one was better. Oh, I, I, she was like, she's like, is that the best you got, Tupac? Uh, and I was yeah. like, I was like, is, is this like a joke that uh, that he's dead? Like, uh, is that I like, so? Yeah, hologram. <laughs> okay, that makes more hologram. sense. I was like, this is like very mean to Tupac. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not the greatest to Tupac, but yeah, Tupac hologram was a thing several years Where's ago. Where's Biggie? A, a good question. Uh, but yeah, when she realizes that this is not a hologram, that's when she freaks out. Because prior to that, she was talking about the production value being great. And she's watching people from a distance kind of get affected by this. And she's painting on her ne- makeup, waiting on her big moment. And I mean, to be fair, Ernest is giving the best that he can do. Yeah. I mean, he is like, he's giving exorcism vibes, Ring, head spinning yeah. around, <laughs> vomiting everywhere. And so he has to physically choke her with his like, uh, zombie hand Not that comes cool, out of his Ernest. mouth. Yeah. That's the moment. And his face melts off. That's the moment where she realizes, okay, I need to go jump out of a window. Yeah. Okay. And so now they're like, oh boy, this is not good. Uh, but this does catch the attention of Tignataro finally. And so she's going to come in and roll in and like uh, basically put this place on lockdown. Yeah, this place is now a part of the government's experiments to figure out what 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 is beyond the veil, right? What's on the other side? And so she's the first person who comes to them and says, like, no, 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 this is a real concern. And, you know, the CIA could potentially be involved. 
I don't think when she shows up, the CIA is really like they're on the same page. Her and the CIA, I think she has an emotional connection to the ghost thing and she wants to explore it. And I think that the CIA probably wants to do what the CIA wants to do, which is whatever they want. I don't really understand what the CIA was involved with here. Like, I kind of feel like they're going for like an ET thing where it's like, okay, I understand, like, okay, they. Like in ET, like uh, I don't know if it was like NASA or whatever wanted to study ET. Where like they they trying to use Ernest as a weapon? Did they think Ernest was a threat? You know, again, this is something that's unknown, and so that if we can harness it, we'll be the only people with it, and then the sky's the limit. Uh, but you're right; they don't really establish a lot of it. They just kind of say this man is wearing a suit and tie so he has to be evil mm-hmm. look how ominous he looks out the window and so from there you have to assume that there's some nefarious plot going on we don't ever learn what that is but we know that there's a lot of like laser guns and stuff involved so it yeah. can't be on you a little know, bit of like men in black vibes too um, men in black some <laughs> yeah some ghostbusters in there it's a, it's a lot of that going on right um Chappelle, we haven't talked about uh the woman the young woman who ends up being kevin's love interest uh, Joy. Yeah, she's uh, the trombonist of the neighborhood. She lives next door. Um, and that's it. You know, she's uh, she's not she's not fitting in the most at school, too. The people are being racist toward her. And so mm-hmm. her and Kevin, they they kind of bond over proximity because they live next door. She doesn't seem like she's too afraid of the murder house that lives next door to her. I mean, she 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 still lives there and she doesn't have any issue with it. But her thing yeah. is that she wants to take control of her own life because she's not scared dad, to go see there. No, and and like she'd rather be in control of her own life than be afraid and stuck in her dad's house. Her dad is uh, uh, like hell bent on making her, you know, a top student to make sure her grades are all good, which sounds okay at like first glance. But then she talks about how he basically wants them to be a model minority so that they can fit in. You know, like if you if you're exceptional at all the things that uh, white people value, then you you could basically be white too. Like now you don't, no one has discriminated against you, and so she's not she's finding herself. Uh, pushing back against that because she wants to live her own life. And Kevin is kind of in the same boat where he's trying to live his own life. So the two bond over that. And eventually it gets kind of like schmoopy. It does get a little schmoopy. Yeah. A little schmoopy. Um, how old are these kids, Chappelle? I'd have to guess about 16. 16? Um, well, the only reason I say that is because Kevin grabs the car keys at some point and just starts driving. Yeah. And around 16 years old is when I started driving. So I thought maybe that's kind of you know, I don't know. He's like driving a car. They're staying in motel rooms. I'm like, I don't, I don't know about any of this. Yeah, and I think I stayed in my first motel room around the time I was 17, 17 so 16, 17. No, no, 16, 17 is probably the the sweet spot for something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so they have to convince Ernest that he's gonna leave the house. They're gonna make him like go and like, uh, like okay, but he. They're like he can't leave the house. But like, but he did he try? Yeah. yeah. Did, did you believe in yourself, Ernest? Like, have you thought about that? Uh, yeah. So he thinks he's confined to a house, which I think mean, traditional ghost wisdom would make you believe that Typically. maybe he's haunting the house. Yeah. But um, I think they just really want him to go out and find out who he is. Right. Because they've been calling him Ernest just because he was wearing a bowling shirt that says Ernest. They don't actually know that that's his name. Uh, so they think if we could get him out of the house, then we can find out who you are, find out what happened to you and then potentially help you transition to the other side. Okay, because Joy is uh, like almost like a hacker. She can like find out this information and uh, it's like, okay, we got to go explore. Like I found a picture with this guy who looks like Ernest. We're going to go to a bar 
And so they end up leaving at a good time because that's right when uh, the CIA is going to put the house on lockdown. And so uh, they go to the bar and they get a picture of Ernest with uh, another guy. And like, if we can find this guy, then we'll be able to get the clues. And, but he lives like, what, four hours away? Yeah. So the issue here is that they're doing Joy. She hops into action. She does her Googles and her, her hacking or whatever the case may be. And she finds very quickly that Ernest is not this ghost name. Ernest is a completely different person who owns a bar, but he doesn't live by nearby, but he owns, he does own his bar. So we find the original Ernest. Maybe we can find out who this fake Ernest ghost person is. So they go to the bar. They find a picture of Ernest, uh, the ghost Ernest with like a cowboy hat on. There's a jukebox there. And then you start to think, Oh, that's the music connection, right? Like he's there. like maybe a guitarist or something like that. Mm -hmm. But once they realize, okay, this Ernest is definitely connected to that Ernest, we still need to go find the other Ernest. And so that's what leads them to go looking for the man who is known as Ernest who owns that bar. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, the you know, police are after them at this point. And really what ha- ends up happening is they end up like going um, on, is they meet the kid at the park first uh, and then... Uh, he like scares a little girl because he's trying. Apparently, Ernest had a connection to a daughter. Daughter, yeah. Ernest runs up on a little girl in the park. He kind of is like he trying to. Um, it's like at first he's just looking around. You know, like Ernest isn't really bothering anybody. He can go invisible yeah. every now and then, but they're looking for vis- visual cues that will help you know, restore his memory. And the first big one we get, like there's like this like a uh, bear or something like that, a little rabbit or something they have, like a stuffed one that they have. And he kind of reacts to it a little bit. And now seeing this little girl, he has like a complete reaction to where he's like, oh, something's definitely there. He remembers having a child. Um, th- is this his child? Probably not because it, it looks like he's been dead for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But this kid does trigger something in him. And so now we know that there is a connection to maybe something about his child is the reason why he can't remember what's going on. Um, And so, yes, this interaction and the fact that they will not cooperate with the CIA willingly leads the CIA to pulling a gun on a bunch of black folks, you know, minding their own business. It means these people are asleep. They kick in the door with their laser sights, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and they basically hold them at gunpoint because there's a ghost around. And this is very dangerous, potentially, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like this. I was like, ah, do we have to do this? Um, yeah. But, yeah. Like, I didn't love it. Uh, it was making me ask some questions like, are Ghostbusters police? Right, 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 right. Because the CIA is firmly police. I don't think, again, I don't think the ghosts get to follow the same rules. You know, like if you're going to go capture the ghost, by all means. But these people are in the physical realm and you have like, like, ARs on them while they're sleeping because they know a ghost lived in their house. Yeah. I don't know if that's something that you should be pointing a gun yeah, at somebody I feel like for. The, you have a movie that's supposed to be a family comedy. Like, uh, I don't think you needed like the SWAT team uh, to like come into this comedy with their like uh, to, to like get like everybody get on the floor. Like it, it was uh, I don't know. It felt like a weird note to hit. Well, it would be different. We've seen stuff like this in other films, maybe like a Godzilla or something like that, or even like uh, Transformers, where you have this device or this person or this like, uh, you know, a uh, monster or something like that that's living under someone's thumb and it's doing violent things or destroying the city or something like that on accident. And so you have to go in with these weapons because this thing could be very dangerous. We've seen, we've seen it do dangerous things. 
to this point, Ernest has hurt no one. And so there's really no reason to believe that you need to, you know, send the SWAT team, like you said, to these people's homes. Also, we know that uh, Kevin, Joy, and Ernest are kind of on the run. And I, they get hemmed up by the cops at the gas station. There's a gun on at least two or three guns put on Kevin, who is a child, yeah. uh, to the point where Ernest has to like legit disarm the cops so that they don't shoot this kid for knowing a ghost. I my eyebrow was raised, Rob. I wasn't mm-hmm. enjoying the shenanigans here. Yeah, um, Ernest is able to then like disarm a gun. I did think that um, like when Ernest like pulled the gun out of the holster and turned it on the guy, I'm like, oh, Ernest is gonna blow this guy away. Uh, luckily, uh, Ernest just like took the bullets out of the gun. Um, but yeah, we get a lot of gunplay going on now. A lot of pistol play, and I'm never a fan of pistol play. Yeah, it's not it's not great. Not great. Yeah. And we get our high speed chase, which has like numerous car crashes of um, Kevin is going to try to like Kevin. We don't know if he can drive like he's driving through like a four way intersection at like top speed to get away. Mm. I mean, Ernest doesn't care. He's dead. Yeah, Ernest is good. The the cops, that he doesn't really care that they're destroying this. Now, again, I just said that Kevin hadn't done anything to anybody. Why would you pull a gun on them? This is what happens when you start pulling guns on children. They do erratic things mm-hmm. like drive like at high speeds to get away from the cops who are still pulling guns on the kid. You're like, it's it's not smart. It's led this kid to driving through intersections and destroying half of the town, but it probably could have been avoided had you not pulled out the gun on them at the gas station. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. Kevin and his uh, and Joy get away and they end up uh, at a motel. He makes contacts with his mom uh, and Tignataro's like, tell me what he said. She's like, I'd rather eat razor blades and drink lemonade than help you. Was a Which dramatic. I thought was, it's very dramatic, but it kind of, it hits the point, right? I had never heard anybody use that uh, turn of phrase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like you got, cause you, the razor blades, I'm assuming just like slice you up and then lemon juice is like, I don't know. Ooh, it stings. <laughs> As a parent. Like, I, I think I might be a little bit more like if this was if if this was my house. OK. And yeah. my kid had now like g- was off on the run and then like, you know, called up and said, like, hey, we're doing we're doing this. And like I be like, find my kid. Get him back here. I'm not so invested with my kid completing the mission to redeem Ernest. Yeah, I think the thing that gets them invested. Yeah. He's out. He's, he, uh, it sounds like he's at a motel. Go find yeah. him. You're turning, you're turning in your own kid. I knew, look, just again. bring my kid home. Uh-uh, I don't see? care about Ernest. No, but see, look what's going on at home. You got the CIA got the guns pulled on them. They're being held against their will. They're not, they're, they're not under arrest, but they're being detained and they haven't even done anything wrong. Yeah. It's kind of like whatever y'all are doing, y'all might be on to something. Just, you know, keep the party going for a little bit at least. Yeah. But I, to your point, if your kid was just in a high speed chase, yeah, go get the kid. Yeah, bring him home. We'll figure this all bring out. Bring him home. Okay. We have to figure it out, but you cannot be out here nearly dying behind the wheel of your brother's car. Because, yeah. I mean, they did steal uh, older brother um, Fulton's Fulton. vehicle to make this chase happen. Nice car. Uh, it was. Because he's an influencer now. Yeah. Yeah, it was <laughs> a nice car, and now it's gone. Okay. So they end up going to this guy's house, and he tells a whole story. He's like, uh, that's not Ernest, that's Randy. Yeah, that's when we find out that Ernest isn't even his name. So uh, this older gentleman, he's there with his wife, Ramona, who once had a stroke. Uh, And so he's just kind of hanging out. They think that this is 
the the connection that they need to find out, you know, Ernest's true identity and help him go back into the afterworld or whatever. And so uh, Randy used to live, um, I guess, close to this family. I guess her sister was married to him or something. Maybe it's his baby daddy. Is that what was happening here? I don't know. Yeah, it's something to the effect of that. Like, so basically he went out, got drunk or something like that, and they found him dead. He never yeah. came back. There was like an accident or something. And so um from that, they never saw him again. So they ended up taking in his child uh and keeping her, you June. know, as their own. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Ernest, you piece of ish. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, uh, like uh like what well, I don't even like you anymore, Ernest. Yeah, you're garbage. Right. I was rooting for you. But then Ernest shows up like Randy, I see you talking about like the, the okay, Randy, our original Ernest, he shows up in the room like as he hears his man slandering him and just kind of stands in the corner looking like he's like, I mean, I'm going to knock your little statue down. Right. I'm about to mess all this up. But then the CIA shows up. They have their plasma guns and they're like, OK, we finally got him. And so they end up taking Ernest away. And I guess he's under arrest, Rob. This is very confusing to me. Now, Ernest is held at yeah, gunpoint. Yeah, he's a but ghost. He can, and it, he just ghost away. I just, I don't get it. They, they've got like, I guess their their uh, CIA ghost gun that they use to like, and they bring him like they bring Ernest to jail, and he's in like, uh, how are you gonna have a movie where you have a ghost in jail? You got they got the proton pack right, and they're just they just like. It was just a vacuuming him up in there. I seen Ghostbusters, ain't that the goal? But they they have to walk him out, and then I think cuff him. You know, they 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 legit detain the ghost. Yeah, how do you not Very throw weird. the script out at that point where it's like okay, and then they put the ghosts in jail, right? And it like, and then I flip the table over and walk out. Like, <laughs> I, I, you know that that's when you just draw the line. But they take them to like the CIA lair where they, I'm sure that you know they always do this in movies where they show just like the shiny. Like almost like translucent um, yeah. cell. We don't know what's keeping the the bad guy in the cell, but you know, science smarter than us is keeping him trapped here, right? Mm-hmm. And so we believe that with Ernest as well. Tina Taro, like I said, she her character has like an emotional connection to Ghost, so she really looks like she's starting to bond with Ernest as well because she doesn't like the way he's treated in in prison. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah, she's like starting to cry, and Ernest is like, okay, well, let's. Or Randy, should we call him? Uh, Randy. <laughs> she, he like touches her tear and, uh, you know, they end up uh, having like a, like a little bit of a connection. Um, so Kevin is back home. He's a, he ends up being back home and he ends up having like a moment to connect with his dad. And, uh, you know, Anthony Mackie ends up saying like, hey, you know, like, I'm sorry, I've been a bad dad. And they they kind of have like a, a connection here. Try to redeem Anthony Mackie. Well, we finally get some backstory to why they're falling off so much because we don't see an inciting incident. But this is when Anthony Mackie tells us the most about how he wanted to be the best dad in the world, but he hadn't really figured out who he was as a person, even as even as of today. You know, he's still trying to figure out what his niche is, what it, what was it he's going to do to make his own, and he really tried to make this influencer thing happen. But ultimately, he wants to do that to make a better life for his family. Uh, so he does have to apologize. I think he says something to the effect of that, like. They're better at like uh, Kevin's better at 14 than he is at 45. Yeah. However old he is. That is is true. Yeah. I I would say so as well. Yeah. 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 Okay. So um, ultimately, you know, um, Ernest is in the cell and he sees somebody for some, for some reason, somebody has like a bald eagle pin uh, and he's like, "Ah, I recognize that bald eagle. 
Yeah, something about this little uh, this little bird makes me have like it triggers the memory, and it's kind of like a combination of all the memories he's had thus far. So the bird triggers the memory about the little girl, which we saw him do at the park, and she's holding the bunny rabbit, uh, and they're in the house, and basically, um, we see him kind of saying goodbye to his daughter. He's passing her off to, I guess, the sister-in-law, and then all of a sudden he gets bashed over the head with this eagle statue. And it turns out that it's the real Ernest, the one that has been telling us the Randy story. That's the guy who did it. He bashed him over the head. He buried him alive. I guess he was dead by then. But I he think buried he was him. Dead. Yeah, yeah. He buried I don't him. Know whose POV he's seeing this through? Yeah, exactly. Like, the ghost like, POV. I, yeah, yeah. It was like an overhead view, you know, like an out of body experience for sure. Uh, but he he busts him over the head and throws him in a in into um like a grave, and then that's it. And so that's probably why one he doesn't remember because he was concussed on the way out. Oh, is that <laughs> what you think happened? I don't know if it's just ghost rule that they just don't remember how they died, or if it's literally because he it, it, like sustained a a head trauma right as he was dying. Yeah, but, yeah. So this is the memory that he needs. Now he knows exactly what happened. The guy that we now know is the, the real Ernest murdered him and kidnapped his kid, essentially. Yeah, um, it's messed up. And this is pretty bad. This is pretty bad. Real Ernest is a jerk. Yeah, and so then. Because uh, like this uh, came up, then real uh, like or fake Ernest is gonna like go to like the house and go and try to like take back what's his. Well, he catches an Uber. Yeah, uh, which no, it's a lift, Chappelle. Oh, it's a lift. You're right. It's a lift. I, I'm, maybe that's the maybe that's the ghost lore we're overlooking. Maybe like ghosts can't do Uber, but they can do Lyft. Yeah, you know, there's only specific rideshare apps that are um, content ghosts. I don't know. Maybe we should uh, re-explore the the uh, ghost human rights issues because if they can't do all rideshares, then they shouldn't. You know, it's, it's something's wrong here. There's being some they're yeah. being discriminated against, and I want to talk about it. <laughs> I, I thought that was the funniest part of the whole movie, where there's like a bachelorette party where they uh, like are calling um, an Uber and uh, like Ernest hops in, and the girls mm-hmm. are like, "Hey." That's my that's my Uber. And the driver is like, hey, it's it's a lift, B word. Right. And drives off. Like, that's <laughs> fine. I love Ernest the ghost. I'll give him a ride anywhere. Uh yeah, Ernest is trying to get back home. I'm assuming that he thinks that he's an influencer. He is. Uh a fake Ernest. Randy is trying to get back home to the family to, I guess, to go help Kevin because he thinks that Kevin could potentially be in danger. And he is. Uh the real Ernest the one that we know is a murderer has broken into their home and taken Kevin hostage at gunpoint. Uh, and is like, cause he thinks they're coming after him. He thinks this whole thing is like a scam. I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. Right. And it's like, nobody is trying to, you know, uh, you know, capture you yeah. for this crime that you committed. Actually, none of us actually know you've committed the crime except for this ghost who cannot talk. So you're actually in not a bad spot. Yeah. But it looks like he's been drinking a little bit. His guilt has overrun him. And so he just, like most villains, uh, announces his plan from top to bottom. You know, that like, hey, I yeah, I killed him and I took his daughter. Uh, I took his daughter and it's my wife's fault. She made me do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there you are. That's yeah. how we got here. I didn't want a kid. Yeah, she doesn't even talk yeah. to us anymore. <laughs> I didn't want a kid. She, yeah, she's stupid woman. She had a stroke and now she doesn't speak to us. Like, okay, Ernest, wait, calm I down. Think, wait, I think that June doesn't speak to them, right? Uh, he's not well, saying that well, the Ramona wife, doesn't speak yeah, to them either. You know, <laughs> Ramona had a stroke. She can't talk no more. It's like, damn, Ernest, you're doing all this stuff and all these women are turning against you. Yeah. Yeah, these men get no respect. No you respect. Know? Yeah. <laughs> no okay. respect. 
So uh, ultimately, now Ernest is going to show up. Uh, he's going to take out the uh, the the other guy, and then just uh, like uh, beat beats the hell out of him. Use all his Ernest powers. Ernest powers come, you know, activate. Yeah, it, it, I mean the the skirmish happens because you know real Ernest is trying to kill Kevin. Fake Ernest, you know, has a has a. Uh, was it uh, a grudge now with the real Ernest? Yeah. And there's a moment the stained glass window. Yeah. Well, uh, dad finally shows up and, and steps up, you know, he yeah. pushes him out the, gl- out the glass window. He falls to his death and we all live happily ever after for the most part. Yeah. Okay. And so um, now, but you know, CIA still, you, you got the CIA involved. Okay. They're like, tell us what happened to Ernest. And and Kevin's like, I don't know. He just disappeared. Didn't. Yeah. He's, he's a ghost. What do you want me to do? I don't know. Which, which is a fair argument. He's like, but the CIA knows that there's something afoot. You know, I, there's no way this ghost that just been haunting this house for all these years, just decided to up and leave. Now that this old random person has died. Like, okay. Tell us what you so, know, kid. He's like, you can't handle the truth. You know, it's, it's one of those moments. Turns out, Kevin has freed Ernest uh, mm-hmm. from this world. He reunited him with June. She got to say goodbye to her dad. They had a like really touching moment where he kind of like all his memories came flooding back yeah. the good times with him and his daughter until eventually he transitioned into the afterlife. Can I say this last scene bothered me? Which part? So that, okay. So Ernest is like, okay, um, that they reunite him with the daughter. They, they brought his daughter. I guess they yeah. like, you know, she saw her her dad, and then like he like Ernest is, like sitting by the water, and you know he's like oh he's like starting to like move on to the next life, and really it was more about Kevin and Ernest than like I did he even like look at his I, I think he had a moment where he like looked at his daughter, but it's like all right random kid like uh, I, I care much more about you than my freaking daughter. He hasn't seen the daughter in a very long time. We don't know. Sometimes I told you, Rob, sometimes these kids be having bad vibes. It's been a while. He doesn't know grown up her. I wish you were my kid. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I wish I had a black kid named Kevin instead. (laughs) Um, Yeah. This wasn't really about June. It it was never about June. He's thinking. Should ghosts have a comb over Chappelle? I was going to say that. Like if I die and have to be a ghost, at least give me back my hair or something. I mean, his comb over. And I think he had worked up a sweat or something too. Cause it was one of those like wet floppy ones too. Not the best work. Uh, give me a ghost to pay any day. I just, I'm sorry. It's, once you get the cul-de-sac form and you kind of have to shave it all off, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's the end. Um, and, but why does the family move out of the house? I think you have to at this point. You have you know, to. Been, you have to murder in your the house. Demons. There were two murders in your house. You gotta go. You gotta go. The house. I bet was they're not downgrading. Nice. You can't go backwards. But they look. Here's they've made their money off of their paranormal activity. The house uh, was horrible to begin with, and it was already going to be a fixer upper. So yeah, they were led astray. These these people were sold a bill of goods when it came to the house, uh, and so now that they know that it was haunted once, and it still could potentially be haunted, we don't know if. Uh, if real Ernest is going to come back to haunt the house that he was just pushed out yeah. the window of. So yeah, we kind of got to go sever ties and move on. All right. We have a ghost too. Is it coming? It is not. <laughs> yeah. And that's uh, okay. All right. That's, we have a ghost. Every movie does not need a sequel. I think we have a ghost again, would not be a, 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 a movie that I would be ready to watch. Now, if it happens on Netflix, we got to talk yeah. about it, but I don't think Netflix you know. does a ton of sequels for their movies. 
I'm waiting on the Daybreak sequel. Yeah. I'm sorry. I need to know what happens next. You know, we saw Snoop Dogg survive that movie, and I want to know what happens when Snoop is uh, the main character. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Chappelle, anything else about We Have a Ghost? No, it was cool. Uh, like I said, it's it's fun because you don't see a lot of uh, black horror movies. It's not like a, a genre that a lot of black people are in. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, if we're not making a lot of the movies, we're not getting a lot of roles in these things. It's just a genre that, uh, like I said, doesn't have a lot of like really like... Um, Black folk don't have a lot of stock in the in the, in the horror genre. We love the movies, but for years and years and years, we just wouldn't be in them. And so this was fun to see us as kind of like the lead characters in this. And I'll give Netflix some credit for that. Representation is always cool for, from my point of view. But the movie was fine. It was fine. Mm-hmm. I, I have no real complaints. I mean, like I said, it, it, it could have been better, yeah. But I enjoyed seeing the cast here. Uh, Jahi Winston, Anthony Mackie, uh, Tiffany Car- Tar- Nataro, Jennifer Coolidge. Uh, Erica Ash, Niles Fitch. It was a good group of people. And yeah. so I enjoyed it. Yeah, my biggest complaint is just that I feel like that this is a movie that really struggled to figure out what genre it wanted to be in. And, I, and I'm still, now that it's over, I, what have we decided that this is? It's definitely a family movie, right? It's a, is the it? family is involved. I, there, it's it about did not, a family. <laughs> right. I it did not get I wouldn't very, watch it with my family. You wouldn't watch this with your family? It's like a um, family movie about a ghost. It's like Casper. I don't know. It's like uh, there's a lot of crazy stuff that happens. Yeah. 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 Casper was funny. I will say this wasn't funny. No. Uh, But uh, I don't know if it was supposed to be. I think think this was supposed to be a feel-good family movie about a ghost. Yeah. And it may or may not. Yeah. Your kids are like 15, 16 and they're kind of in that like Kevin slash Fulton age range, then maybe they like it a little bit more. Yeah. There are some adult themes in the movie, you know, but aside from that, it's, it's, it's cool. It's cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Chappelle, let's talk about mm. next time. Yeah. What do we got coming up on Netflix? Up next week. All right. Yeah. So, we could take a look at uh, what's coming this week. Uh, we had discussed uh, that, you know, the big thing happening on Netflix this uh, next upcoming weekend is the Chris Rock live uh, stand-up special, which is going to be live on Saturday night. Uh, that's going to be a big deal. I don't think it's going to be great to podcast about, but I do think that that's going to be uh, a a big deal. Um, we talked about the with Grace a little bit. This show Cheat, um, which is a show which is about uh, people trying to lie to each other to win a cash prize. British game show. You know, I know that. Um the Renap listeners and the Ren- the Renap hosts, y'all do love a good game, but I don't know if we figured out a way to talk about a, a trivia game on nothing but Netflix. We've kind of avoided that genre altogether, don't you think? Um, so you're saying that uh, it's uh, not something we sh- we should do, or uh, is because it would be hard to talk about. I imagine it could be hard to talk about, but I also don't think it's impossible. I think if we came up with a way to talk about it, mm-hmm. we can make it happen. Yeah. Um, you know, I said that there's not a lot of Netflix sequels to their movies, but Murder Mystery 2 is coming. Oh, when is that? Um, that It is just in the worth the wait category. It just is something uh, that they are teasing, but does not have an official drop date yet. Uh, uh, coming we, this week to Netflix, so it looks like they're adding all the Hangover movies. I don't know what, who was asking for that. They have to stack 
the odds so that whatever this new movie is that they drop, whether it's the Chris Rock outrage or whatever the case may be, or cheat, that it becomes the number one movie on Netflix because mm-hmm. I just or show on Netflix because I just don't see it happening unless you throw Hangover one, two, and three on in the mix, mm-hmm. yeah, all at the exact same time. And then uh, the rest of the stuff on the charts right now, Outer Banks uh, is uh, number one. Um, mm-hmm. Like um. You is down to number six. Uh, did Joe Goldberg have a good run here? Well, you know, you they dropped their episodes in batches this time. So mm-hmm. they did for half the season now, and they're going to do half the season later. And so I think, like, the first half already got the, the big spike that it was going to get, and now it's slowly, you know, as people have already seen it, slowly falling down in the rankings. And then when they bring in the second half, it'll be back up there again. I know that uh, LaTanya and Marissa are covering you on, on Post Show Recaps, and then Mary and Sarah are covering Outer Banks on Post Show Recaps as well. So you mm-hmm. can touch both of those things over there, and you don't have to really worry about that on nothing but Netflix, unless we wanted to have maybe Mary and Sarah on to catch us up on season one and two of Outer Banks. That is a possibility. Okay. Um, another show that is returning as well is Sex Life. Do we care about sex slash life? We do care about those things in like in vacuums. I don't know if we care about the season two of it. Uh, season two is coming this Thursday. There yes. was a season one that was, I believe, eight episodes, an hour each. So I think we'd have to get caught up on season one in order to then mm-hmm. talk about season two as it drops this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think you could do that? Um, I gotta watch all of Sex Life. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I don't Maybe really like the message about what the movie is about. About this. Oh, uh, what is it about? I have no clue. Actually, wife that I feel like is like uh really uh, like unsatisfied in her marriage and like uh, looking for like hot guys to hook up with. Yeah, we maybe it's not a nothing but Netflix. look. How about I'll just binge it. And I, I don't see. want to bring that energy into my no, no. world. I'll, I, yeah, I'll say I'll binge it and just see if it's nothing but Netflix material. Probably not, but I'm still going to watch it a couple times just to, just to check it out. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and I'll follow up and let us know if that's something we'll be covering. Probably not, but again, it's, it's going to take a professional eye to take a look at um, just how uh, desperate this housewife is. Yeah. Okay. So um, I, I'm leaning towards trying to do cheat. Uh, but I guess both shows. Uh, am I right? Is the theme week? Um, <laughs> cheat and cheat. So I- I'm leaning towards that, but you know, we listen to the listeners. We do. The listeners yeah. of Nothing But Netflix have been great thus far. They help us uh, determine what we're going to watch from week to week. And so, you know, we do appreciate the feedback. Uh, continue to tweet us at Nothing But RHAP to let us know what you want to hear us talk about. Um, I think people have brought up the Roku uh, series. You know, we do have the Roku. We do have- yeah, we do have the ability to branch out from Netflix. And I saw a reality rom-com show, uh, Meet Me in Paris on Roku has been reality rom-com. How does that work? I don't know, but, uh, uh, at a Blaine eight has suggested that we check out reality rom-com, uh, meet me in Paris. So that's a thing that we can do. Love to hate you is top 10 in the U S and is, is, uh, everything that my place (laughs) or yours isn't. And is a truly fabulous watch. That's from, um, saucy lemon 28. And Mm -hmm. so we've been getting feedback. So maybe we can go and look into some of these uh, suggestions that we got on Nothing But Netflix. Three course, real women follow the script uh, or, and write their own endings in Meet Me in Paris, a first-of-its-kind reality rom-com and a Roku original film. 
Is it a reality show or is it a movie? Or uh, yeah, yeah, is it a reality show, a film? What, what the freaking hell, Roku? Do we have to check it out? Uh, it sounds intriguing, Rob. I don't know. I, I take a I take a look at it if you wanted to talk about it. I think it's it. a movie. Like uh, I feel like if it was a reality show, I could see going to Roku to talk about something reality, but just to go to talk about one of their random ass movies. It's a reality movie rom-com. What does that Rob? mean? Is it a movie How, or is it reality? How will we ever know if we don't go watch it? Is uh, it a documentary? Uh, it it could be a documentary, you know, it, who knows? Also, you remember, I don't know if you remember way back when we talked about Uncoupled with uh, Brian Scully. Uh, it, remember, it got canceled. Well, it has been revived again at Showtime uh, after, Nef- Showtime. after Netflix canceled it. Yeah. So if you want, we can... Uh, I refuse to get- pay for Showtime. Yeah, well, this is nothing but Netflix, but it could be something from Showtime if you want it to be. Mm-hmm. That's a thing that can happen. So there are options. Also, people were asking for us to cover the rest of the physical 100. It was a, it was I, a I thing. saw that, yeah. yeah. Apparently, it's a very good season throughout. I enjoyed what we watched, but uh, if you wanted to finish it off, I could do that. Okay. Um. All right. I'm yeah, leaning still towards cheat, but let's let's see what um you know we end up landing on. Yeah, reality rom com Meet Me in Paris does have my attention now. Sometimes I'm not things that the scale gets tipped. Sometimes a guest comes out into the woodwork and says, "Hey, I'm here." Man. Yeah, we might get the uh, host of the reality rom com movie to come on and uh, and talk to us. Who oh, knows? okay. No, I don't why? think that's a possibility. Okay. I have no clue. All yeah, right. no, I just I'm just talking. All right, Chappelle, what's coming up for you? I got a lot of stuff going on. I right? know you do. I, Man, it's been crazy. This has been crazy, wild times, but I've been enjoying myself. Um, I don't even know where to start. So I was on 90 Day Fiance uh, podcast last week with mm-hmm. Puya. Here on Rob has a podcast. That was a great time. But Puya and I are still on post-show recaps covering Bel Air. We actually haven't dropped our first episode yet. Hopefully by the time this drops, our first episode will come out and we will talk about season two, episode one of Bel Air on post-show recaps. So uh, check out that. Uh, just this week, we were playing the Jackbox games here on Rob Has a Podcast. That was a fun uh, night. That was a fun night. So people can check out that VOD over on twitch.tv slash RHAP. Also on Rob Has a Podcast, you and I talked to Shannon about uh, Australian Survivor, this mm-hmm. weekend's Australian Survivor and the series as, whole, as a whole. And I had a time of my life on the Australian Survivor versus U.S. Survivor podcast that uh, you and Shannon do every week. So I, uh, you know, would suggest people go check that out too if they want to hear my hot takes on that. Um, Over on Silent Podcast this week, I'll be talking about Big Brother 6 along with Sasha, Isaiah, and Ty. And I just did a podcast on Silent Podcast covering... um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Uh, talked about Kane the Conqueror with my frat brother Gabe, so that was a good time as well. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, I'm on post-show recaps talking about Grey's Anatomy. Myself and Ariel have a podcast called Grey's Anatomy Anatomy. And then every month, we're going to talk about this month in Grey's for the most part. And we're going to do some character deep dives into the, the past of some of our favorite Grey's Anatomy characters to commemorate Ellen Pompeo's last season as a series regular on Grey's Anatomy. So check that out as well. Uh, myself and Gia are on Post Show Recaps talking about Abbott Elementary every other week. Uh, this week's episode of Abbott was wild. And if you're ke- keeping up with Abbott Elementary, you're going to love it. So check out Gia and I covering that every other week. We're also covering the finale of Survivor Fiji on Silent Podcast on Gia's podcast, Fiji Forever. Uh, last week, I believe she had Mary Ann as her guest. Or was it Kevin? I don't know. She's had some star-studded guests on before me. And so I'm just going to I'm gonna come in and, and clean up, you know, the, the, the end of the season with her. 
So check that out on Silent Podcast. And then, of course, on Post Show Recaps, Mari, Latanya, and I have just started the Plug uh, Podcast. It's the Connect, the Plug on Post Show Recaps, where we'll be talking about uh, the black stuff. Uh, I don't even know any other way to put it. So we're talking about the final season of Snowfall on Post Show Recaps. Uh, follow me on Twitter to keep up with all that stuff. And I've been saying this randomly on podcasts, but there's a guy on Instagram, Steve underscore versus underscore the world. He's looking for a kidney. So uh, go check out his page, see if you can help him out. Okay. But that's about it. All right. Wow. Uh, Chappelle, uh, busy week for you. Uh, busy week for us here on Robinson Podcast. We're going to get mm-hmm. uh, Survivor 44 kicked off. And of course, a big part of that is going to be our big draft coming up on Monday night. Check out Chappelle's hype video. <laughs> yeah. It Listen, it really wasn't a hype video. I just wanted to encourage all of the people who win the draft to do well as, as usual and all the people who have not won the draft to grow up. And so uh, hopefully that's what they took from that video. But yeah, you could check us out uh, Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Uh, and you can watch us live as we draft our winner for Survivor 44. And then, of course, the podcast will drop soon this week as well. All right. Thank you so much for joining us here on Nothing But Netflix. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.